Hi, I'm Dora from Dora Nicolau and my drink of choice is a chai. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Michaela from Inspired Office and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work-life wine time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the Work-Wife Wine Time podcast the podcast for Australian women in business who are looking for connection and the support of other women sharing the same business journey. Hello, and it is all of us here with you today. Welcome again to Work Life Wine Time. You have me, Gemma, you have Dora, and you also have Makala, that all three of us are together yet again. Hello. It had been so long between drinks last time that we're like, we need to do another one quickly together. <laughs> oh, so good. And we've come together today to talk to you about wasting money in your business. And it's because all three of us are seeing so many business owners spending money on things that is just not necessary and ending up with super low profit margins. And it, it just seems so crazy. Like, why are we spending money on these things that we don't need? So, yeah. Um, who wants to take we, it away? We may have done a little bit of that ourselves too. Let's just, you know. We're, we're not going to lie. There. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're not sitting on any ivory thrones here. No. We're speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Certainly not. We have done it. We have all been there. So this is why we can offer <laughs> our wisdom since, you know, we're older and more wiser. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, who wants to take it away? Well, I guess let's start by talking about the things that we have seen people wasting money on. Yeah. Um, And I guess, like, because I... In my day job, I'm, you know, teaching people to start businesses. So every month I teach this workshop called Getting Started in Business. And a bit that I do at the end is like, you know, looking at what startup needs have you got and then what ongoing costs do you have in your business that are needs and not wants. And like, you know, I hammer this home with the if you were struggling to pay the bills what things do you absolutely need to keep the door open? Not what things would be nice and make it easier, but like what is important? And it's like, you know, with any budgeting things, it's the need to haves versus the nice to haves. And it's really important to establish the need to haves and then you can bring in a few of the nice to haves. But, you know, like apps and platforms, There are so, I am the kind of person where if I can get away with the free version, I get away with the free version. Like I use Trello, Slack, Asana, all free. (laughs) I could pay for bells and whistles, but I don't need bells and whistles. They'd be nice, but I could live without bells and whistles. Yeah. But I've seen and I've worked with clients, especially when I, I was really in the tech and automation space that, you know, oh, I've upgraded to the paid plan and why did you do that? Well, because now I can order them by colour. <laughs> like, 
And what value does that add? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You've yeah. just nailed it, Dora. Yeah. It's yeah. like that that is the problem. Yeah. We do things for what we think is ease, you know, oh, I think it's going to make it easier, but it's really about what value does it offer? Does adding a pretty color really make it easier? And is paying to add that pretty color going to bring you in another client? Yes. Very good point. Excellent point. (laughs) Will it bring the money in the door? Will being able to color code your tasks, (laughs) says the woman who has color coded tasks, but it's free color coded tasks. (laughs) Will that make you more efficient and effective in bringing in the clients? But like I said, I color code my tasks for free, so it's okay. I could see the value if it saves you five hours in your day. Mm. So you're only using, you know, it now takes you an hour instead of five and you can use those five hours for billable client hours. Yes. Then I get it. But if it's just yes. for the hell of it, then no. 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 If it's just and- to make it more pleasing to the eye or... You know, to save you 30 seconds a day. Yeah. And, and like, have you really assessed, like, if we're looking at maybe more marketing things, like, have you really assessed um, where your marketing's at? And have you really stuck to the strategy before you're like, oh my God, no, this isn't working. I have to pay and do something else. You, mm. you know what I mean? Yes. Um, you know, like paying for an email system for thousands of clients that, well how many people are on your email list you you know like that sort of thing as well like do some research you know that's why we use mail a lie like because it's great like up and it's just up to a thousand free and you're people paying extraordinary money for like mail chimp and all these others and i'm like Mm. what are you doing do the research as well you know Mm. exactly and there's things you can do too like um, I transferred in my day job from MailChimp to MailerLite because MailChimp brought in their horrific, ridiculous new fees. And while I was at it, I sifted through the chaff, like everyone who hasn't opened one in 12 months got cut from the lit. Like, you know, if you're smart about things, like even things like that, there are so many ways you can be smart in business to save yourself money. Yes. And so we're on the free plan now. We were on paid plans in MailChimp and we would have been on a paid plan in MailerLite, but because I went through and got rid of all the dead woods, the people that are there, but they're just not interested, you know, like that's a, a saving. Yeah. And it it took me 20 minutes yeah. to go through a list of, you know, well over a thousand. Yeah, totally. You know, really, yeah, really do, do the research and what's necessary, what's not um it, web, like website providers you know people are jumping mm. into these expensive like what are the the kajabis and all of that and they cost so much money monthly and it's like why aren't you running that on a wordpress or a squarespace website like what is going on and do you need mm. all that fandangle stuff yet you know yes that's it i think people are like oh no i want to do it now yeah so then I don't have to change in the future. But, you know, my response to that is always, but when you're at the point where you need to change because you're so successful, 
and you've got so many people and so much money, you know, coming in, it's like, then you can just pay someone to do it for you. But right now, how about you increase your income and you increase your profit? Because that's money that you can pay yourself with. That's money you can take time off. That's money you can hire a VA. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like where, where's the necessary money sort of going as well, I guess. Um, and I think a lot of it maybe comes down to constraining yourself because we get excited. We're like, oh, my God, this cool thing and this cool thing and this cool thing and I want this and I want my podcast to, I don't know, do this and I want someone to like properly edit it out and stuff, you know. So there's, it's it's really about constraining yourself and what's important, you know. Is it more important to get out a pretty awesome podcast like this one we don't pay anyone to edit. We do it ourselves and we don't really even edit much. No. Like, what for? We just add the start and the end on and that's it. Off we yeah. go. Chop a little bit at the start and the end. Yeah. <laughs> add on our bits, our bookends and done. <laughs> Off we go. And our podcast is so successful, you know, so it's also looking around at is that really necessary? And if you were, like if we had some fandangle person, I don't know, taking out every arm or whatever they even do, what difference does it make? It's like I used to bring do us started. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> we did start that way, right? We're we, Absolutely. We, we want to remind you we are not angels here. No, perfectionists. <laughs> yes. Diehard perfectionists. Yes. And it's not Recovered. necessary. Yeah. You know, so, and, and if you were to pay someone to do that, what's it going to bring you? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Like perfectionism is definitely one of the big traps that you can fall into. It's like, oh, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be super high quality. Instead of jumping into Canberra's Canva and spending an hour doing it myself, I have to pay a graphic designer to do it. So it looks amazing. And it's, people don't really care what matters is the value that they get from you, not particularly the container that it comes in. Yeah, and I think sometimes we see things online and it's like, oh, there's this new program and I need to have it because, you know, you might be comparing yourself to someone, oh, but they've got it too, so I have to have it. It's got to be, you know, the latest and greatest and really does it it make your business any better? Yeah. Probably not. Mm, but yeah. it really depends on where you're sitting. You know, if you're starting out, then, you know, you, you know, and your income isn't very big, then, you know, you maybe you minimise those things. And, yeah, maybe as you get bigger, you could maybe increase some of those things. But I think there needs to be that layer of keep it simple and, you know, see how much return on investment, you know, you're getting out of something. Yeah, we're all about keeping it simple here. We did an episode on that. Um, and I think you really nailed it there as well. I think comparison comes in. Mm. Absolutely. Their website looks better than mine. I need to pay an expensive designer. I need to get a graphic designer to make my PDFs look better. So I think comparison mm. is, you know, you compare and then despair is a huge factor for it for sure. Yeah. And knowing what you need, like I had on my beautifully color-coded task list today. <laughs> we got to see this task list. We do, we do. (laughs) I had a task that I had to check out. It's a podcast editing um, platform that our dearly beloved previous co-host Rowena told me about. 
I think she actually called me about it because she was so excited and needed to geek out over the phone about this amazing new podcast editing platform. And, yeah, I had it on my list today because I'm like, oh, she told me all of the bells and whistles and all the things it could do, and I'm like, oh, my God. And, yeah, I had a look at it today and I'm like, wow, that is awesome. However, because I use um, Adobe Premiere Pro because I also create a lot of videos and things, so it's actually a video, video editing software I use, but I can extract the audio file. And it was really hard for me to do the comparison and go, okay, so this podcasting platform is cheaper, but I can't do the video and it would make this easier, but like basically if I, I couldn't switch, it wouldn't allow me to switch. And if I wanted to add it to my suite of tools, I was adding like another $30 a month, which is the same as what I'm currently paying for what I currently use. And it, you know, considering I edit maybe two podcast episodes, three maybe a month, it was just not not worth the the financial investment for me. But that was really hard to to appreciate that because he could do all these really cool things and it, you know, it was awesome and it was so much easier and but like, you know, you said, Gemma, the amount of editing that we actually need to do and do do nowadays it's yeah I had to rein myself back in although I was highly excited after the phone call with Rowena about the platform but yeah that does it does happen a lot and um moving on to the topic that both Gemma and I are very vocal about like the purchasing training you know joining memberships and training programs and all that sort of thing. Um, I actually had a, a discussion with a client today and she was talking about a program that she's done in the past and it's actually available at the moment. The doors are open at the moment. And she's had a few people ask her, you know, well, I'm thinking of doing this. Like it's quite, it's an expensive program. Um, what do you think? And I her response was absolutely beautiful. Like she said, well, what is your outcome for this? Like what do you hope to achieve by doing this training program? Is it that you want to have some more tools in your belt to be able to, you know, use to do X, Y, and Z, or is it that you want to have more clients? And because with this particular program, it was like a this will give you the tools, but it's not going to, grow your business it's not going to bring more clients in through the door it's not you know you're not suddenly going to finish this program and sign up five more new clients immediately and but you know it's a it's a nice to have not a need to have I just love the way that she said it like the first thing was well what is your goal for for buying it and I think that's a really important question to ask ourselves and even if you know I mean she was talking about something that was like fifteen thousand dollars but even something like the podcast editing platform for thirty dollars a month that's not much but it adds up when you've got you've got your um web hosting you've got your email hosting you've got your um 
if you pay for Asana, you know, there's all the little bits and pieces like your Zero or QuickBooks or whatever you use. It it doesn't, the prices don't seem like much. But when you look at the end of the month or the end of the year at how much you've spent, like it all adds up. Yeah, absolutely. And when you when you talked about courses, like I think sometimes, and especially when, when I first started out, is I thought, oh, I'm going to do this course. And it was like the silver, you know, the silver bullet that was going to fix all my problems, you know. Yes. It was going to have, it was going to give me all the solutions, but really it's, that person's perspective on what they think, you know, will fix that problem. But it might not actually be the fix to your problem. Mm. So, you know, I'd be doing all these courses because I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is going to help with this and, you know, this is going to help with bringing clients like that person said. But what I was finding was I was getting stuck in the consumption of the courses. It was like learn, 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 but not actually implement it. Yes. And so then you've got that, well, okay, if I'm going to do it, I'm, I think you have to kind of set yourself a target. So if I'm going to do this course, I will then take three weeks, you know, with five hours per week to implement these things that I'm learning so that then you're holding yourself accountable to I'm going to spend it, but I'm going to get my return on investment by actually putting in that time and setting up those systems. But you also need to remember that. That may have worked with that person, but it might not actually work in your business because each business is different. Yes, very true. And um, there was something that our we the episode that Gemma and I did um, a while ago, episode number seventy with Corinne Crabtree. There was a thing that she said, and I might be misquoting her, but this is how it went into my brain that she only recommends that you pay for a course if you're going to 10 times your investment over the next 12 months. So if you pay $2,000 for a course, will that course bring $20,000 back into your bank account over the next 12 months? And I thought, like, I've said that to so many people um, so many times since she said, since hearing her say that, and I use that myself now too. It's like, am I willing to commit to not just implementing it, but really, you know, putting it in, putting in the work to get that 10 times return on my investment in the next 12 months. And let me tell you, <laughs> there have been two things that have come up in the past four months and I and I'm like I mean one of them was before I heard that but the other one was only a couple of weeks ago and I'm like I looked at it and went nope like instantly whereas before I would have mulled it over a bit done a bit of research but it was just instantly like nope there is there's no way that I'm in a position to be willing to put in the effort to 10 times what I'm what I would spend on that Yeah, wow. I hadn't thought about it. Yeah, it was really, it was just really cool. The, it blew my mind a bit. <laughs> yeah, I I think um, 
it's a bit of a combination of everything we've sort of all of us have said you know if you're going to make an investment or spend something in your business what what is your outcome what is your goal what do you think you'll get from it and I think your quote was almost right from memory it was about right but you know if you are going to spend this money in your business then what do you expect to make back from it or more more than you know so if it's something that you again it's like I said earlier do some research or do some figuring out around it you know like if if I spend this money will this get me xyz will this you know help me expand in this way will I be able to get the money back and if so is it necessary the time it takes to do this is time maybe better spent somewhere else. I don't know. Um, so I think it's, yeah, all about the research of it and if if there's and value think, in it for your business. Well, what, what I, like the thing that I think really um, twigged for me with Corinne's comment was, you know, like you put in, you put in the effort to, implement whatever it is in your business but it's never a case of you just do it once like it's never nothing you do in your business is ever a one and done like it's always tweaking it's you know it's like marketing it's always <laughs> tweaking and changing and testing and all that sort of thing and it's so you know if you're going to invest the money and then put the time into implementing in your business are you then also can committed to work with it not just have it in and go oh gee that didn't work what's the next where's the next shiny thing that's going to like Dora said solve my problem because that one didn't work it's like are you willing to commit to continue to plow away at it and to you know keep working with it instead of just going yeah nah tried it didn't work I'm done exactly and just throw money at it sort of problem which doesn't really work you know mm. you can't just throw money at it or, or get stuck in those um you know all the people that come into you through linkedin or instagram be like pay me like five hundred dollars mm. like a thousand followers like all right cool then what <laughs> you know so that sort of thing as well don't sort of get caught in in yeah, in that, because then that is just that instant artificial marketing, I call it, and it goes away. Mm. It doesn't last. It's not sustainable. You know, it's not proper tried, tested marketing. It's just, yeah. So to close this out, Jim, because you kind of almost summed it up before, so what would you, what do you suggest that people need to consider when it's a decision of do I spend the money or do I not spend the money? Um, I think uh, asking yourself, what will I get out of it? Um, is it worth the money versus time? Is it worth the time versus money? I think they're all really important questions to answer and then see if you can forward plan it. If I spend this money, will I get X amount of dollars back you know if we're spending in investing in our business we're doing it in a way of, of return or growth right otherwise why are we doing it mm. and that growth doesn't always have to be money like spending this money will it give me more time 
time is money, you, you know, all, all of that. So it's not always a financial gain. I guess what's what's the value gain I'm getting out of spending this money? Yeah. What's the end goal? Yeah. Like like you said with the followers, it's like, okay, so, well, yeah. I will get 10,000 more followers and then what are you going to do? And then what? Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything, you know? Um, yeah. So focus on the end goal and yeah. What, 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 what will I get out of it? Look, what's my, is my return money or time? And that's what's most important in your business. Yeah. And I think also adding to that is like, what are the other options? The mm. course, mm. And it's like $2,000 and you're like, say for example, in a course on SEO, I do a $2,000, I could do a $2,000 SEO course. Um, and then get some fantastic software or do I outsource it and let someone else who's an expert in that area, like do I actually have to upskill? So I think you need to look at what other options there are in other forms that could help you get to that end goal as well. Yes, absolutely. And I guess the final thing I want to say on it is, you know, we're talking about profit that trying to in, increase the profit in your business. And the most important thing is that you do actually understand how much profit you are making in your business. So if you don't understand your business financials, that's really the first place you need to start. Because if you don't understand what your profit is and how you're generating it, then it's kind of a moot point that we're having anyway. But, yeah. yeah, it's if you, like, I mean, there's books on it. There's, like, Profit First, which is what I use in my business. But really, if you are, if you don't really truly grasp the concept and understand where the profit is in your business, then by all means reach out to an accountant or your bookkeeper and learn that because it's so important to understand your business financials. And, you know, the one thing I found in my day job is so many people in business don't do that. They really Amazing. don't understand the difference between business income or revenue and profit. So that could be where you want to start. I was going to say, um, let's start with that. Yeah. <laughs> please do that first and then everything else we talked about <laughs> then consider buying stuff yes <laughs> so good um yeah that was that was a really good one and of course I, i'm yeah we're, we've all made these mistakes i didn't quite for, i know for a, a, a long time i didn't pay attention to any of that stuff in my business you, you know what mm. i mean and you got what's going on so really definitely sort that out um and 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 yeah you know we've all made the mistakes but that's how we learn and yeah moving forward just make those smart decisions and plan in your business thanks for tuning into our podcast if you enjoyed it hit subscribe if you'd like to learn more then check out our website www.workwifewinetime.com.au while you're there jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests until next time take care and drink responsibly